Good morning. So I'm going to conclude now a section in nine bays that then is going to move to, obviously in a uh, smooth flow, to another um, part of explaining Eir Pnimi. That's if you could put, make a headline of what we're discussing about, it's Eir Pnimi, or Eir is Pnimi, which means, I mean, it's always good to try. Always good to translate into um, simple English. There's er makif er primi, another word for the mamala. In the spheres, it's keser, and the and the other spheres, chachmet through malchus, and the keches anefesh, it's rotzen, and the keches primi. And the difference is that the primim are defined by the fact that the er and a keli work together. So if someone asks the question, let's say, is vision a pnimia makiv? So vision, sight, ria, is keyecha ria, betech kleha ayin, keyecha shmiya, kleha ezin. So it's easy to actually define what a Indian pnimia is. The truth is, most of existence as we know it, not most, all of existence as we know it, is defined by mamalakalam. Everything has a tsiur, a tsura, and a chaymer. Whether it's Damon, Semeya, Chaim, every species, there's nothing in existence that doesn't have Erin Akeli. Bottom line. So that's right away a Pnimi. Amakir, on the other hand, which we're going to learn about a lot more later, is exactly as Dal Tereba types in Pedic Memches and Tani. Amakir doesn't mean save of surrounding Bimokim. It means it's not, doesn't enter a Pnimi. So it's more of an air without a Keli, basically. That's why Rotson is perfect. Someone asks you, where's Rotson? What's the keli for Rotson? It's not the eyes, it's not the ears, it's not the mayach, not the love. Rotson is everywhere. Rotson, this could be a Rotson the Haskil, there's a Rotson to do chesed, there's a Rotson for every specific thing. So the Abish, the way you create, say, the Shtalshans is you have makifim and primim. The makif, as we're going to learn later, is really more to reflect so called the Abish, you know, the Mamutsa, you need to have. Two sides. So the air makif is more reflective of the mokir. And the air primi is more reflective of the connection to the nivra. So when the air makif and air primi work together, it's basically two tracks. Both come moving from Ebishter. Keicha makif, keicha primi. In the shadish, it's keicha bligvul and keicha gvul. Or I should say air hagvul, air bligvul, air hagvul. Even higher would be yecholte lahoyer and yecholte shaloy lahoyer. Okay, but all this will come up later when we uh, learn it more in detail. I'm just putting it in context. So right now we're in the middle of Eir Pnimi, and a big part of what we've been learning was the root. Where does the Eir Pnimi begin? So he's already traced it all the way up, not just to the Kav, but to the Shedesh Kav. The Shedesh Eidus is where? In Esesphere Sagnuzis. Because Esesphere Sagnuzis right there is the definition of a Pnimi, Esesphere. However, as we learned about Ichus, Esesphere don't have kalim yet. And even the Eir is only a primi mitzadrotz and It's not a primi like you can compare it to Esesphere Sagluyas. That's why you need the Tzimtzum, and that's why you need the whole Shtalshlis to get from Esesphere Sagnuzis to actual Esesphere. So if you say, Basarim HaMoritz Nivra Elam, that, Eber's just saying, Yehi Eir, Yehi Dekiya, Tetzi Eres Desha, etc. But the root of that, Lifting at symptom doesn't yet have Eir and Rikia, doesn't have anything. It's all as the Shir Atzmi Bekeach, 
that Abishta is envisioning what he's going to say. Like we actually learned in the last few weeks, he discussed that in the Eir Habligvul, Shir Atzmei Minkonov, something that is like, a, which is going to be the root and the shadish of the of the Esesfiris Haglius. So that's just summing up that. So the last thing we learned in End of Chukas, which I just want to conclude, and I'm going to move to the next section. So let's just go back to Chukas. Where am I here? Yeah. So I said these were very key chapters. So the last thing we learned about the two, the Tzimtzum, as it affects the Eir HaGvul, the Tzimtzum as it affects the Eir HaBligvul. That one of them, it's, it's, a, it's Siluk and Miut. In other words, to get from this Esesvira Sagnuzis, Lifniat Tzimtzum, to the Kav, needs a Tzimtzum, but the effect of the Tzimtzum is more Miut than Siluk. And that's why it's more Gilead Helen than Yesh Mayan. Because in other words, Siluk would mean you need to completely so-called silence or uh, conceal what was there before, because if there's anything left from there, you won't be able to, nothing would exist. But since the Shadish of the Eris of the Kav after the Simpson are rooted in the Esosphere Psychnosis, so there's a relationship between the Kav and Esosphere Psychnosis. Yes, on one hand, you need the Simpson addition, but on the other hand, there is still a relationship. And that's that delicate balance that we talked about, you know, exactly where Gvul and Bligvul meet. So, bottom line is that there's a root, like he said, and that's why it's Gilead Helen. But then he said, Yeshlemen, even further, that there's a ration from the Bligvul, even. You know, going back to the Moshla I was using, uh, the artist, he has infinite possibilities, right? The teacher can teach an infinite amount of ideas. He chooses one. We'll call that the SS Fidus. Does anything in that one have from that whole Bligvul possibilities? The answer, according to this Mimer, is yes. In other words, not only is there a connection between the Kav to the Shadish of the Kav and the Sphiris Agnuses, there's a connection between the Sphiris Agnuses and Sphiris Saint Ketz that preceded. But it's called a Reishim, like he said, Kedushain and Nekrimim Kame. And there's a Reishim, Yeshlemish a Reishim, Hanisha Zerbchins Enesor Shashere Bechochme. So the Rebbe Rashab is explaining an Alter Rebbe in Periklamet Hay in Tanya, one of the big Kedushim in Tanya Periklamet Hay in the Agor. Where he says the only time in Tanya, Shemaiti Mimeri, the Alter Rebbe writes, Shemaiti from the Magid, that Chochme is uh, a keli for Hulavade Veinzulase. So, of course, that's on a lower level than we're talking here, but the Rebbe Rashab is giving a dogma for it, that Chochme Vatsilis even has in it what? It's a keli for something that's in, like Enig Novade, basically, Hulavade Veinzulase, because of the bitle of Chochme. So, that, so he says that is like the Reshim. That not just does it have a, is it a keli for uh, the shadish of uh, the Eiris, Agir Egvul, but also, like he says, Okay. Now, the last piece in this Maimir comes, explain one more thing, and then we'll uh, move on. So, this is, this is vital. He's gonna, he now explains why the Kav, you can understand why the Kav, even according to the Shitta that's explained here in Ayin Bay, like he says a number of places, he'll say, uh, does he say it right here? I think so. What's the Shitta? The Shitta, in a number of places, he says that this uh, this Drush, Ayin Bay's, goes according to the Shitta that the, that the Eris have Sir, which means that the Kav is not Eir but the Kav is Eir some of you, uh, you know, Samachvov, the Maimar HaChedesh, you remember? 
So there he gives three different explanations in the Kav, the Chedesh all the way through Adam Kiyakriv. If you learned it, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, I'll just explain it briefly. The, the Drushim of the Alter Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek and the Rebbe Rashab quotes it as well, there's two different um, approaches to the Kav. In one place it says that the Kav is also Erev Ligvul. And it just is mislabish into ultimately into uh, the Kalim, but it remains always Erev Ligvul. In other Drushim, it says that the Kav is Erev Ligvul. So according to the Shita that the Kav is Erev Ligvul, what we're discussing here, even though he brings it, it's much much easier to understand in certain ways. Because then the Kav is rooted in the Erev Ligvul, if not Simpson, and that's that. But um, but once you say the Kavz Eiragvul, then you say it's rooted in Esosphere Sagnuzis. That means it's Shadish of Eir. I'm not going to go into the whole Shittas right now, but basically Samarvav leans more toward the first Shitta, that the Eir is Ablikvul, and they don't have Tzir in them. And, and the Ayin Beis, he clearly says in a lot of places, at least five, ten places, I remember, that that the Eir is Havgvul in them. The, the Nekuda, simple is what's the difference between the two shittas really is this. Both shittas hold that the air goes into Kalim, so you have to say there's something in the air that relates to Kalim. It's not an air makif. Kav is not an air makif, it's air primi. question is whether the air primi is, is essentially a blik vuldik of the Eberster, or like the second shitta, that the air hagvul, I'm sorry, I should also say that even according to the shitta, it's hagvul, it's still air, not Kalim. So both hold that it's an air and it's not a keli, and both hold that it's um, had there's some type of seer. The question is to what extent? In other words, to what extent is it like the mushal of the pardis, like water, colored water? I'm sorry, uh, uh, um, um, colorless water going into tinted glasses. So if you put water, let's say in a blue glass, it's going to look blue. If you put it in a red glass, it's going to look red. But the water didn't change. That's the shita that the air doesn't have seer. And the tzir only comes through its effect on the keli, through the keli. According to Shita, that it does have, it means that the light, the air itself has a color in this marshal. And then the nafkamina, it's not just semantics and two shittas in Kabbalah. It's a nafkamina, really, how deep the achdus of elakus is with the gvul of the velt. Because if it's more air habligvul, so then the focus would be the key thing is not the tzir of your Aveda, it's more that everything connects to so-called Asheket Hashem Mitzvah to the Bligvul of Elikus. And it's more about Bitl HaElimus, not so much about Achdus HaElimus. According to the Shita, the Eiragvul, that even the Eir has a tzir, that means that even in the highest levels, is already, the tzir is in the Gale Pale as well. So the truth is, both Shittas are true. The Rebbe says in a, in a famous Fabrengen, Shabbos B'Shal, Pasha B'Shal, Tavshin Tezvov, that both shittas are correct. It depends whether you're talking Primi Sakav, Chetzeni Sakav, because each one brings out a different mile. It's like a lot of places in Chassidus, even though initially it's like two opinions, but it's really two different dargas. So sometimes the focus is on Erab Ligvul, sometimes on the Erab Gvul. Just to give a Nigladik example, you probably all know the Sikh in Baalesha, where the Rebbe speaks about uh, Karbonis, so we know there's a carbon sibur, there's a carbon yachid, and there's a carbon pesach. Is it a carbon sibur or carbon yachid? So the Rambam says it's a carbon yachid, but in many dinim it's like a carbon sibur, or sometimes the lotion is the other way around. So in nigla, what is the difference? A carbon yachid is nisiachis to the yachid, carbon sibur is nisiachis to the sibur, and the yachid doesn't have 
a specific role. It's like a machsa shekel, for example. So you give it yoffa yoffa. Once you give your machsa shekel, it becomes part of the whole cloud. You can't come and say, hey, I have shares in, the, in this, in the Karbonis Sibur, in the Beis Amidus that I bought with the machsa shekel. Because once you gave it over, it became hegdish. It's now part of the cloud. However, when it's a krom yochid, then it's a shach to the bailim. You, you still have ownership over it. What's the gale pale? The gale pale is how much is the focus on the klal or on the prat? So, and this is the klal and nigla. You have different days in this. Sometimes the klal is more gay, atifrish minatzibur, and sometimes befeirish the yochid. That ever brings in the shimas in many places. For example, where's yochid nigay more than a klal? The din, the famous din, the Rambam. That if uh, the enemy comes and says, give us one person and we'll save the whole city, you're not allowed to do that. I, you're saving a thousand people or 10,000 people or a million people even because a yochid is, uh, it's, it's not a matter of kamus, it's echus. And then nefeshachas me Yisrael is like holy elam kule. And sometimes the klal is, is given. And Pesach is the mamutza that it has elements that are like a klal and some things that are like a yochid. So in some ways, you could say it's like the two days in the, in the spheres, in the eras. In other words, the question is, is the focus on the prat or the focus on the claw? I mean, there's a lot of dinim that is negates. Negate and the, the mishkin is the negate, the claw of the mishkin or every keli pratis. There's a lot of places. Like Shavar talks about it as well. Um, so getting back to us here in this Hemshech, the focus is mostly, even though he brings other shita, is that the eris mitzvah, and that's why this whole arich is that the kavish mushrish as it's like rust, and yet there's still aeration from the bligvul. So now at the end of this, at the end, I have a question. Sure. I, I don't understand. You said before that if you say the shita that it's not bligvul, then that's more achdus something. It's more achdus with the pratim of of, of velt. Because even the air is negay the tzir. If the air remains so-called poshut, shapeless, so in a way, essentially, like das elyon remains removed from das tachtun because it's like the air always remains uh, somewhat detached from the prat. When you say the air itself has the pratim in it, at least bedakus, you're saying that even the air there's also misyachus. I mean, you want to. Uh, example uh, uh, more in his kashrus with people with Fabreng, Sidim Fabreng, always Fabreng. Did the Rebbe know who I am personally? Or does he know or like that? Does he know me like like you know me? You know, that's a, always a Fabreng. Everyone asks that question. So, Daselian, nobody has a child. Of course, the Rebbe Misad Daselian, Meshe Rabbeinu, knows all the Shishim Ribmi Yisrael. And all that, it's an But it doesn't mean it's a idea protis, meaning that it's, a, it's like Mumayla, which says Yudua, not Yudea, but Yudua. Um, however, if you say that the air has so called a protim in it, so then even inside that level, there's also Yudea protis, Kilu, more of a Shgocha protis, if you wish, on the details. And there's and there's a Mashem Bazeh. You know, the mile of the first is, of course, it's on a higher level. The mile of the second, it's more the fiyadachas. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I can give many examples. It's important to give, I'll, I'll give another example. Famous sheikh of sheftim tafshinun alaf. You know, so we all know that the teichin, everyone is kavzuch in the nevua part. But there's also a very, uh, it's a very geshmaka sikha, poshidana, even a balabatasha level. That explains what sheftim v'sheitrim. And the haftayra, yitzayich, 
Oshiva Shavtaich Kurashenu Yitzaich Kibat. What do you mean? A shefet and a yeyet. So the Rebbe says the difference between a rav and a chaver. Selech a rav, knelech a chaver. The mile of a rav is like a shefet, is that he gives you the, what the Tera Tera Semes. Moshe Rabbeinu was a rav. Aaron was a like a, more of a yeyet. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is telling you what the Ebeshtas are, Dvar Hashem, Zuhalach, this is what the Ebeshtas wants. So it's clear it's an authority. But it's Lamaila from you. It's not on your case. It's not, you can't go sit down with Meshach Rabbeinu, let's have a conversation. A Yeyetz, on the other hand, or a Selcha, or not Selcha, Selcha, Kanelcha Chavir, is not giving you an authoritative position, but he's also more on your terms. It's like talking over something with your friend or with someone who's your colleague. But Arnakayim would go and make peace and he was involved in the matters of each specific thing, like more like a mashpia, as opposed to a rav that gives you the psak. And yes, what the mile of the rav is, it's giving you more with the Ebishtaville. The mile of the chaver or the yeyitz is giving you more of your terms. So we really need both. That's just another example, a practical example that you can explain this with. And the truth is, you need both. That's why both days. But I mean, my own hashara was always that uh, since I am based came after Samachvov, after the Eber Ashab first explained the hafshata of the Eir. In other words, how all the illness are bottled because the theme of Ayn Samachvov is very much Aved Bekeich Atzmei, how we go out of our tzir, that Ben Nasa Eved, that you become an Eved Poshet. So Eved Poshet, therefore, is connecting more to Elikus and going away from his own tzir prati. Ayn Beis, the central theme is the opposite. Like, in other words, if Aysamarov is more mata la like tefillah, the Ayn Beis is more like teira, ma'ayla la that comes into every tzir prati. And that's the, really, we see the recurrent theme in Ayn Beis. It keeps going back to bring it down into every prat and prat. So we see that clearly. I mean, even Ayn Beis, you can see, almost begins where Samarov ends, especially if you learn the Maimorim of Achedesh that I mentioned. Because it's literally like mamish flows, but he's going with another shitta. Which is uh, now it's not a stira can move on because you need both. You need teira and tefillah. You need mamat l'mayla. You need mamayla l'mata. Which one is telling such ones to say In the case of this, what I just said, the primius would be more. Or, I mean, which is the primius akav? The Rebbe says chesenis akav is for short tzir, and primius akav is pshitas. But it gets complicated because the higher you go, the deeper the root of primi is really higher than the root of makifiv. Because that's the kavona elyena is dira betachtenim and tachtenim is tzir, not pshitis. So everything always reverses when you go like no, it's seifim betchilasim type of thing. So in, in giluim uh, pshitis is higher than protim, but in etzem protim is more negayah than, than pshitis. And you really need both. Yeah, it's like difference in yesh and oyes. You need the mitzias and tzira elam, but you also need hamshachas al kus. So it really constantly goes back and forth. Well, interesting because that's negated to the next last piece here. He says like this now that this explains something which is a pillar. It says elsewhere that the kav has two hafchim. On one hand, it's a kava mida. Kava mida literally means a line that measures. It's like it's like when you use a, just as a marshal gashmi, you use something to measure how much flour you put into a, a pot, uh, to make a challah or something. So Kava Midah is a measurer. It's the measuring, we, I use the word paintbrush. It measures the Amshachas Alekus Lufi Erech called Prat Prat. That's what it says, Kava Midah. 
That's one 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 side of it. The gam mekasher miyachad veisis skalus basfiras, and it seems to do the opposite as well. It connects all the spheres. So usually the one that measures is not the one that connects at all, because one is like vura and one is chesed in a way. So he says, according to the shita, here clearly he brings the other shita. According to that, it says elsewhere that, that the kav is rooted in blikvul, not in eragvul. So that's that in other words, according to that sheet, it's easier to understand because the kav really is bets and blikvul. The only reason it has gul because the shima essentially the sheresh channels it. Like I said before, the water is colorless, but the kalim give it shape and give it color and shape. So then it's understandable why the kav creates its colors. Because Be'etzem, its inyan is not prat, it's klal. It's to make everything connected. Ach, the fiyam khan, which means according to the shita, that this kav is rooted in eight hagvul, so the question is, where does it have the power to make its colors? So he says, the ime yesha gam b'shash yesh esos according to the shita. Because according to what he just was machadish, that there's a reshim of the era bligvul, even in the kav, that's where the kav has the power to make his kalus. That's why the kav has the root, has the power to create his kalus. Now, this is, if you think about it, the practical application of this, it's um, it's a medevika vart, because what he's saying is that there's no cutoff. Remember, I keep focusing that I am based, keeps on emphasizing that there's no cutoff between the two. In the bligvul, he's gonna, we're going to learn this little gvul, and in the gvul is some bligvul. So the kav, therefore, even though it does create its seer, but within it lies also the power to create a skalos. And that makes the agdus deeper, because if hypothetically... Let's just to give a, a Moshal Gashmi from the Gufa Gashmi. So we know our body, and same thing with nature, the whole world, is made up of many parts, right? How many parts is a body made of? Ramachevarim, Shasagidim, 248 limbs, 365 veins or nerves or however it's translated. Um, and then if you break it down further, there's a lot more. I and mean, today they say there's between 35 trillion and 75 trillion cells in the body. It's a lot. Trillion, not billion, and not million. Okay? Um, the only thing bigger than the, than the amount of cells is, the, they say, the U.S. deficit. But besides that, it's a pretty not large number. And yet, look how it works in a Baruch Hashem, in a good body, when a person is healthy. All these millions and billions and trillions of different things all work together. I mean, it's mamish a miracle. Because all you need is, God forbid, one uh, mutant cell, one extra chromosome, and it creates, wreaks havoc. Like you think of uh, the Rebbe, I remember uh, the famous Sichen Chof, uh, Chof Tess, I think, where Zabzalman Posner was giving over an interview, they asked him, why the tater, why is the tater really care about every detail, every prati pratim? So he gave his answer, and the Rebbe by the Fabring, and there was a Fabring with a Pigisha, so the Rebbe would sometimes speak scientific ideas. So the Rebbe said, 
that's we see today that's not a pelabachal. You look, for example, when they, the spaceship went up to, to the outer space, imagine a, a, an astronaut saying, okay, what's the big thing, this little detail? I'll just, I'll compromise. Everyone knows it's life and death. You know, another example that I didn't give this example then, but take a computer program. You know, you could have millions of lines of code. Someone just says, I'll add a dot or I'll take out a dot. We all know the whole program couldn't crash. So it's not the pellet today to understand that. So why am I saying it is so in the goof, there's all these protein. So the question is, where's the power of a scholars come from? Because if you want the protein, you need a koyach that gives your arms and legs and your and all the ramachivarim. Each prat needs its own particular tzir. So you can argue the scholars comes with koyach hamafilasas. Abraham makes a miracle that even though it's billions of details or whatever the number is, so the Abraham makes sure they all work together. Now, so this does not accept that answer. Why? Because at the end of the day, then it's bichlal. We want to have that. We should also understand that al pisechel shalomu. So that's why Chassidus says that the Eibushter planted in the same protim that he created all the protim of the goof. Also, keichis scholars that it's not coming from an outside force. It's coming from within the system itself. There's also keich kloli. Like think of it like a conductor that's making sure all the details work together. So. The same idea he's saying, so therefore the Kav itself creates his Kalos. It's not just a Kayach Hablikvu coming from another place. You want the Velt itself, you know, Nafkamina would be, you could say, when two people have an argument, so what, what, how do you make Shalom between them? So you need Aisha Shalom Bimreim of someone from outside to make a Chra, to make a, to mediate and come to a compromise. Or you say, no, Be'etzem, they really are connected. No, but then you have to be Megalit, which is really the Vart and Tanya. That kula masimis, obviously, Israel is not some chiddush minachutz. That someone's coming and make more of the Jews one. But etzim, we are one, one goof. Like he says in Yerushalmi, we're all parts of one body. Or the Alter Rebbezesius, avech lekolona, kula masimis, miyadeg duloshne malosin. So, in other words, in the shadish, we're all one. You have to just be megalit. That would be the difference. If the kav was bringing haskalos, if the kav is not creating haskalos mitzaratzme, it's only creating the gvul. And the scholars come from an outside force, so it's not really Ardus, Mitzad Achtenim, Mitzad Achtenim, Mitzad Kalim, Mitzad the Protim. When you say the Kav itself is creating the scholars, it means that in the system, that same system that creates the Protim and his Chalkus also creates the scholars, it's a whole different level of Ardus. And there's many other Nafkmin of the Pale, I just gave a few of them. So it's basically, again, just demonstrating how the Ardus of the Lakus is not just Mil Lamata Machutz. But you're actually, it's within the system itself. There's a fundamentally scholars. And if there is anywhere, machlekes, or there is an union of, uh, or there's a, or a divisiveness or separation, it's, so we have to megala the deeper ahdus within existence. And the kav captures those two pratim. It creates the pratim, like you said, kav amida. And the same time, it has a ration from the Erebligvul, therefore it has the power to create his scholars. Okay. So that concludes essentially Maimer Chukas. Not going to the beginnings and ends of the Maimorim. You'll figure it out um, unless you have a question or something. So if anybody, nobody has questions, I'll continue on. So now the next Maimer, Mimona, Maimer 8. 
I think I pointed out that if you look in the beginning of the Mafteach, in the beginning, you have the Fidik Rebbe wrote a Teichen Haskolos HaMaimah for each Maimah in like three, four words. It's like a summary, but it's Haskolos HaMaimah. But the fact is, sometimes it's the whole Maimah, sometimes it's the end of the Maimah. But so on, on, the Maimah we just reviewed, the Rebbe, the, sorry, the Fidik Rebbe wrote, Beizinyon Betzimtsum Ha'echel Siluk Beiz Beshar She'eris. If you notice, that was the end of the Maimah, not even the beginning of the Maimah. And now, this next Maimah, Mimono, it is that Silz Bebchinis Yislapshus Pnimi. So now, you look in the beginning of Bolok, how does he begin? And again, I want to just emphasize something that's unique, only Tayyim Beis. You're not going to find it with other Maimah, because another Maimah, every Maimah has its self-contains. A Maimah, 10 pages, 8 pages, 15 pages. But Ayim Beis, the Rebbe Rashab doesn't has is, is completely no hagbolus, so he, he's ma'idech and everything. And very often to keep uh, the halt the halt cup and make sure you're flowing properly, it's important to go to these key chapters. So Pedichov Tes is one of the key chapters. I actually made it a shimmer for myself when I learned it the first time. Like which chapters where you see he's connecting uh, sections, so to speak. So Apia Nal Yuvan. It was always an indicator because Alpi Anal means after we understood everything we just learned. Anal is not one pedic. Anal, I would say, is the last 30 pages. Even more, maybe. So he says, we'll understand the slapshus Eres Bekelem. Because remember, the whole thing began with Er Pnimi. The Esosphere Agnusis was simply coming to explain, well, I don't know if it's simply, but it's coming to explain the root of Eres Pnimi. Because he wants to explain the difference between Makif and Pnimi, Keser and the Rotson and the Sviris. So now he goes back to that. He stops us as Bekelem. So I'll just read a few words and then I'll just sum up what he's going to say now. And um, like this. So he says, Shariya Eres Bekelem Mepchinis Rikhuk Erech Zemezeh Kumaya Guva Nefesh Shirikhuk Shirochik or Rikhuk Erkom Meid Shanefesh Rukhin Vagufu Chemer Gashm. Okay, so Eris and Kalim is clearly comparing to a goof and a, a nefesh and a goof. So we have an example from our own beings all the time. And here he goes on to say that the Eris are very different than the Kalim, and yet they come together as one. So he's going to take everything we learned till now and basically apply it to the Esosphiris. That on one hand, the Eir reflects the Mokir, the Kalim, on the other hand, reflect the, the Sir Prati. And but the Eiris also have Sir in them, and therefore they have the capacity to be mislabish in the Kalim. So now he introduces a new sugya Khsidis. I also mentioned, I'll mention it again. The Rebbe Rashab throughout Ayim Base takes Sugis and Khsidis, starting from the Alta Rebbe, Mitla Rebbe, Samachsadek Reb Marash, and connects them. When you learn them in those Mamorim, they're separate sugyas. The Rebbe Rashab now introducing the next sugi after the sugi of Esosphere Sagnusis, which came ma- mainly from the Maimonim of the Alter Rebbe and specifically the Tzemach Tzedek and Eire Tere and Yonim and the Maimonim on Lohoven Inyan Eire and Sof. So now he's going to begin. I have actually written down, you probably have it in the Makedis, that now he's going to address, he's going to introduce a new sugi, what connected to the previous sugi. And that is the sugi of the Gimel Dargis in Eir. It's in the Maimonim, you see, Vesamti Kotkid. Tovkufayin from the Alter Rebbe. It's echin down below, and pay and pay the klam rather. Middle. So you see, there's a line. It says, "Hine bederach klal yesh gimel madregas beeris madrega aleph megadrega beis madrega gimel." 
So this mimer primarily focuses on, just to keep the hemshuk here, is, okay, fine. You explained to me the root of the Eres Primium in Esosphere Segnosis. You also explained that the Eres Primium has in it a ration from the Eres Oblique. Great. So the Kav has that. But how does the Kav end up in the Kalim? The Kav is still Eir. There's no Kalim yet. The Kalim still have to be in the You know, you know that an Ak, I don't know if he says it here, but later he does Ak, generally speaking, doesn't have Kalim. Or even if you say it's kalim, it's very, very dark as the kalim. Akudim is the first time you hear about eser eris akud beklei echad. The first time, but it's a klei echad. In the kudim, which is teyu, you hear about eser svidus, eser eris, and eser kalim, but they're not, they're not, they're not commensurate. They're not proportionate to each other. It's eris merubim and kalim water. And in tikkun atzilus is going to become eris and kalim. So the question now is the next step. You, we, we, we understand how it started out in the biggest shade of symptom, and we got to after the symptom to the Kav. But how does it get from the Kav to Atsilis in a way that makes sense? So the answer is, the Ma'amodim explained, and the Rebbe Rashab here now elaborates, that there's three Dargis. There's the Eiris, how they're in the Kav. There's the Eiris, how they're going to be, start getting some Pratim in them. And that's Eiris, that are but they're closer to the Kalim. And then there's the Eiris, as they're Mislabish in the Kalim. In Keiches HaNefesh, just to make it a little easier to understand, it's what you learn very often, that there's Keiches Atzmin, and Keiches Nelomim, and Keiches Gluim. They're all the same Keiches, but they're different levels. When they're Keiches Atzmin or Keiches Akulim, and I don't want to say Keiches Akulim B'Nefesh, Keiches Atzmin, they're Keiches, but they're in a very, in a place where they're not yet expressed in any way. Keiches Nelomim means they're already a Keich, but they're not revealed. So right now, for example, I have the Keich in my hand to throw something. But even before I throw it, I have the kayak, but it's a nelam. When I actually throw it, it's a kayak gole. You have the power to write. But when, when, when the power to write is still a kayak nelam. A kayak gole is when you're actually writing. So he's basically going to explain how the eris and the shtalshlus from the kav till atzilus go through three general stages. And this, as I said, is from this, but primarily from a maimad al Rebbe said, Pasha Tofkufayan. It's called Samti Kotkit. Probably taken down, but the, as I said, and, and the Mittler Rebbe has a whole arichasen Yeah, this is a, and that's where it begins. These words where he says, Okay, he calls that chad chinis yochid Based on what we learned earlier, that the Lifnet Simpsum and the, the Eris are not yet in any shape and form. It's completely Pshitis. He brings the three Lashenis, Yochid, Echad, Kadmin, which is the three levels that we're going to be discussing. Okay. The second level, I'm just going to go to just um, to the first level, Echad, Yochid, let me see, where's Be'edarga Be'ez? Um, um, Habe'ez is, oh, Close, it's a bunch of lines later. I don't have it by me, it's the bottom of page Memches. So you have Madrega Habez, who am Shokas Vizgalus Eris La Acharat Simpson. Shena Froshes, her order, my Eris of a Mitzel, who am Shokas Bukhinis Svidis Protis. And then he will not go to Madrega Gimel until the next Pedic. Pedic Gimel, La Madrega Gimel, or Eris in Pedic Lamed, 
He says, Ramadrega Gimla, it is some slapshin became Shabim Bhinas Tfisubi Slapshis. So let me correct myself. Before I was saying it was it starts with the Kav and then it goes to the Aidis Lifne, the Kalim, and then the Kalim. He first starts actually that's the Aidis Lifnat Simpsum. Then there's the Ayr after the Simpsum, but it's not yet in Kalim. And then Madriga Gimla, it is some slapshin became. But a little later he's gonna say. That these three levels are Nakud the Kav Shatach. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so what's the importance of why saying all this? Um, and the Kud is like this as much as possible, the Rebbe Rasha, the Alta Rebbe, Simon Sadiq brings in a Maimir that the Alta Rebbe, and the shame from the Alta Rebbe, that the Alta Rebbe said that as much as possible, the Ebrister wanted to explain. Stalshlus in a way that we will understand our Peter Seichel that the Ebrister created the Seichel in this way. What that means is that we never just gravitate and say an answer to a question, why Kol Yochel? You don't go ever to Kol Yochel unless there's no choice. The Rebbe writes in a letter to someone, um, to I think it was Sonech or Nitzki maybe, before the Nesias, it may be the same letter that we learned about. So he asked the Rebbe, Chassidus talks about how, the big question, how, how, you, how does Ribuy come from Achdus? Now we have a Ribuy, and how are you Ma'achid? Ribuy and Achdus, they're opposites. Chassidus goes explanation after explanation. Why doesn't Chassidus just answer? Call Yochel, the Ebishter can do whatever he wants. So the Rebbe says two things. First of all, he says, that's not an answer. That just uh, basically you're saying there's no answer. Secondly, the Ebishter did not want that you should use all over the place. When there's no choice, the Ebishter wants to be Megala, it's called Yochel, so it's But besides that, wherever possible, if you want to the word called Yochel is opposite of it means the Ebishter could do whatever he wants. It's not we can't understand it. So yes, there are obviously Atzmus is Kol Yochel, and there are places that we go beyond, and we have no choice to say the only way it's possible is the Eibushter is Kol Yochel. But the whole purpose is that the Tachtenim should relate to Alakus, and to relate to Alakus, how do we relate to Alakus? Because the Eibushter gave us Seichel, so that's why we work hard as much as possible to understand Alakus al Seichel, not because Alakus is mugbul to Seichel, and not because Seichel can understand everything. But the bottom line is the Seichel was also created by the Ebishter. It's also part of Velikus. We didn't create Seichel. And I mean Seichel, I don't just mean the Mayach. I mean also the, the laws of logic. How Seichel works, clearly how Seichel. So as much as possible, you try to explain, because that's part of the Aveda. When a Chosid sat under a talis and Davin for six hours, and uh, not that I ever did it, but I'm speculating, that what they probably did, they weren't wasting time. They were being Mizbeinim, and davening, not just Mizbein with Sasechel, also Aveda Shabalev, and going through all these davening. There's a famous story with the Magid, that he was davening Barichis, and he had a, a, one of his people he had been a chaver with when they were younger, came to see him, and he sees it, you know, the Magid is davening and davening and davening. And he's by Mr. Spall. So after the Magid finishes, he asked the Magid, famous story, the Rebbe told that I remember. On Tariches, the Rebbe told her on Shabbos Bereishis, Tavshim Memalov, the two Fabrengins then. So on the first Fabreng, the Rebbe told her at the end of the Fabreng, 
Parichas, I mean, like really the practice. So I'll compare him. So he asked the Magid, you know, we both learned Kabbalah together. We know the Kavonas Adfila and all the Kavonas. And, uh, you know, by me, Davening takes, I don't know, half hour, an hour. I don't know what he said for no exact amount of time. This whole, this lengthy Davening, where, like, where did you learn this? <laughs> Why do you need to Daven so long? Um, I mean, we're not talking about a simple person. He understood. So the Magid said to him, what do you do for Parnasa? So, um, he didn't understand where the Magad was going, but he said, he does, he goes. A few times a year, he goes to the Yerid in Leipzig or wherever it is. He bought, he spends time there, a month or two, buys material, brings it back home, and then his wife and children and family, they sell it through the year, and they make some uh, So the Magad says to him, uh, and how, how long does it take you to travel? He says, it's a whole trip. It's, it's weeks. They spend, they spend two months there. So the Magad says, why do you have to have all the tirchah? Why don't you just stay home, close your eyes, and be misbeinen how you travel to Leipzig, and how you buy the material, and how you come back, and the, what do you have to go to all the whole tirchah? So he says, Magad, the Magad, with all respect, you're a batlan. That's what he said. We need the material. It's not going to help him to sit and meditate about it. So the Magid smiled and told him the same thing here. There's, there's a davening with Kavon and there's a davening with Kavon. If Vilham the Shechel, that from Gendot, from Gendot, that takes time. That's not gonna, you're not going to do it in a half hour or 20 minutes or, or whatever. My point I'm making here is that if you take, when Chassidus talks these Dargis, it's not Stam Dargis, it's actually Anasiya for those that go on this journey, whether it's during davening or during his bonus or however. It's really going through the levels that the Ebishter created, hand-picked these Latargis, like Sulam Mutsavatsa, Reshima Shemaima, step by step, how you connect Alakus. But since Alakus is so far from us, so the Ebishter created levels and steps. So that's why it's so vital to understand these Dargis. It's not just time to explain to us. The Ebishter did not need any of these dargis. He could have Yeshma Ayin, Bereshit is Bara Lakim and Geendikt. You don't need Nasheidish Talshus, you don't need Tzimtzum, you don't need Lifniat Tzimtzum. Obviously, Kal Yochel could do anything. It's not because he needed to do it this way. He wanted to do it this way because whatever reason, the Sava Kodesh Baruch will never understand why, but he made Seichel in a way that it only makes sense for you to get from here to a thousand miles from here, you have to travel. There's no other way to do it. And the same thing is in Ruchnius. To be able to take a, 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 a nivra, elam gashmi v'achumri, and connect it to Lukus, it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen even over a, day, over a few days. It's a journey. It's the whole purpose of life is to go through this journey. So Chassidus talks about Seydish Talsus in a way that we can relate to and say, okay, now that we know, let's say, these three levels that we're discussing, so now you could say, I'm standing by level one. The truth is we're going to learn that we're even, this is still at Silas. It's still a pretty high level. But at least we're going through steps that we can relate to. Because to jump to the to Lifniat Simpson, or even to the second Darga, the air that's still uh, not yet in Kalim, it's not been for any normal person like us. So we have to have something to hold on to. And we're going to learn a little later how that translates in Aveda. But if someone were to tell you, tell a child even, listen, um, you have to dive into the Eberster and thank him for everything. It's very nice, but if you say to someone, you just ate a meal and now you're going to bench, or you make a bracha before the meal, 
and then get a bench. Everyone can relate to that. I just ate food. It's not my own food. I have to thank the Ebershter who gave me this Muslim. So you're relating to the Ebershter on your terms. Obviously, this is not the highest dargis in Aveda, because it's still Adis and Caleb. What are the Caleb here? The Caleb is the food you ate. Same thing with all Birchas Hanem. Every time you make a bracha, and everything you do, every mitzvah really, is a mitzvah that's bislapsus, eris mekelem, whether it's tefillin or tzitzis or shabbos or kashrus, whatever it may be. Later, we're going to learn how we then climb from eris and kelim, you climb to eris that's a little higher than kelim, and then even higher than that. But if you jump there before you you start from the beginning, it would be like trying to learn the deepest sugyas in naksos without knowing olives. You first need to know the olives. You need to have something that you work with. So that's the kitsas, the overview of what why the Rebbe Shab is now going to explain these three targets. And again, when you learn at Ayim Beis, you see the context. When you learn the other Maimodim, you still can figure it out, obviously. But the Ayim Beis it takes on a whole different thing because he c- connects it to the whole sugyas of all siddhas, uh, which is what we're up to here. So the kitsar, this Maimod is about these three targets. I'm going to soon look oh, next uh, year. I'll talk about the Kudikav Shatach. And um, and then, then then from there is going to go to even more details about the structure of existence itself. That this 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 kav or this erkrimi actually creates the structure as we know it. Mailomata zmanumokim. That will become the next moment and, and further. Ultimately, this is going to conclude with a whole picture of erkrimi from beginning to from the top to the bottom, from the highest levels all the way down to the way we can relate to it. And then he's going to go back and say, with that, now we'll understand what Er Makif is. Ratzin. That's going to be the next, just to give you the, the plot of this narrative. Okay, so we'll stop here. We're in the middle of this Maimir uh, Bolok. Okay, we're moving along. Good to say that. Um, what, anyone?